welcome back to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks in real estate. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok at Agents Unfiltered, so we're easy to find. I am. And today we're talking about for sale by owners. Yes. Did I say that? No. Um, it's okay. You can steal my thunder. But before we do, can I tell you about my showing this morning? I would love to hear about your showing. I heard about two minutes of the conversation and I'm Um, This shocked. is a mimosa. At, uh, what time is it? 10 20. 10 Appropriate mimosa time is 8 a.m. in my mind. So there you're you safe. Go. There you go. There you go. I got a lead from our lead gen to show a property in Farmington. And my client um, lives on the way. So he was like, Do you want to just come pick me up? Which it's always nerve wracking meeting a client for the first time. So I will send my where I'm going to be, time frame to check in, um, and then to ride in a car with them. Uh-huh. How far away is Farmington from here? An hour. Okay. It's an hour. So, like, by the time I picked him up, we were probably in the car for about an hour together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it was just... I just don't understand why people feel the need to share the things that they share. Um, This is not a For Children podcast, so I'm probably fine. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, what happened? So, he's in his 60s, and his wife... My type. Your type. Allie, this is like a you client. It's a good thing this wasn't you, though. Oh. Oh, shit. He's in his 60s, and he starts telling me about his dating life, because his wife of 30 years passed away, super sad. And so, he's dating someone who's 26, and who lives... (laughs) Who lives far away in Texas and is working on her, her degree, apparently. And he so sends, he's a sugar daddy. He sends her money every month. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he starts telling me about how terrible the dating life is right now and how women have lost all respect for themselves. And he just doesn't understand but why. But let me pay for your college. Let me pay for your college. And he just doesn't understand why women feel the need to, as soon as you start talking to them on the dating sites, send the you inappropriate videos of themselves and why do they need to send him these like pornographic videos and but he really enjoys watching them but women just have lost all respect for themselves and of course he loves a great body and seeing a, but why what why can't they wait until they've known him and he just is going into detail that man would have been out of my fucking car so <laughs> I would have been like, they got Uber out here. <laughs> Order one. And what do you do in that scenario? You are in the middle of nowhere. I have pepper spray. I didn't feel like he was going to do anything, but I definitely talked a lot about my husband. Your fictional you, husband. My fictional <laughs> husband. I do not have a husband. I am single. Um, but I definitely talked a lot about my husband and, you know, just because I was like, I do not want this guy to think there is any sort of chance. <laughs> because we started the conversation with, like, what do you love about the area? I Like, we enjoy being outdoors and hiking. And then it went into... Tits and ass. It, yeah. <laughs> it went into how much he loves women who are active. And I just... Is can, he active? He's... For a 60-year-old man, Allie, he can really... He's more active than most people these days who are on their computers all the time and don't know how to talk to people. Oh, my gosh. So, are you going to continue working with him is the I question. Don't <laughs> you don't know? It's like, yeah. I don't know. If I don't have to ride in a car with him, that's still a deal. He didn't try anything. I can't judge you on that. There's been a lot of inappropriate... He didn't try anything. There was no no attempt to make a move, and nothing said inappropriately about me. It was just the line of conversation went off the rails. And I kept trying to re-rail us 
and get us back onto more <laughs> more G related topics. And it just kept going back to his twenty six year old girlfriend. Oh my just, gosh. Yeah, this is where gentle bullying is appropriate. Mm, yes. Because men like that think it's funny because they think you're flirting, but really you get to say what you want to no, say. No, I don't wins. Even want him to think everyone I'm wins. <laughs> yeah, Ali's really. I'm good a that. nun in a convent, and there is no coming anywhere near this. <laughs> no. A nun in a convent. Yeah. So yeah, I'm curious how other people deal with these kind of scenarios because. Part of me wanted to pull over and say, I'm so sorry. I have an emergency. You're going to have to walk. Yeah. But I just, I just I know. wrote it out. I know. Mm-hmm. I've never had anyone go into that much detail in all my years of doing this. Oh, I don't I, think I've why ever had me? I don't know. <laughs> there was a Better you than me. I don't want to get part of Thanks for the support. <laughs> There was a client that I had that was talking about how, like, for his age, like, how good he is at sex and yada, yada, yada. And it would probably shock, like, young people how well he could, like, how far he could go Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I just remember being like, oh, that's really cute. Too bad you'll never get to, like, find out. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, okay. And I was like, listen, really? We're stuck in a car together. Really? That's how I handled it. And then he goes, oh, you know I'm just messing with you. And I was like, I know. And you know that I'm going to say something if I feel a little weird about it. And he was just like, kind of changed the subject. But that's how I handle it. I'm always just like, I put it out there, but in like a teasing way so they don't feel like I hate them. They're like, oh, she thinks I'm funny, but I should stop. (laughs) That's the magic. I feel like that's a good way to handle it. I feel like I need you to train me on that, Ali. I can teach you about shit sandwiches if you can teach me how to deal with inappropriate. I'm really good at diffusing with honest humor. That's like my talents in life. I just ignore them. Anytime anyone said anything, I'm just like, I'm going to act like you didn't say that shit and I'm moving on. (laughs) I did not engage with any of that conversation. I stared at the road. I was quiet. <laughs> he just kept talking. That's even more. Oh awkward. my god! And then I would he say something that would give me an in of like, oh, now he's talking about how his beautiful twenty-six-year-old girlfriend <laughs> is getting a robotics degree, and I can start talking about, oh, let's talk about school. And I was really bad at math in school, and just like, how can we get you're, the conversation? Were you just positive affirmations the whole time? You're like, mm-hmm. I didn't do the mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, I was you're just a quiet girl. <laughs> and I get a face when I like cannot with someone anymore. <laughs> and I had the face and was just trying and he didn't oh see my face kind of face. I That's just looked at the road. Okay, well. So here we are. I don't know what this Cheers. is about my personality, but those are like my favorite situations to get into because I do like a little bit of conflict. Yeah, I do like I a little. Too. I like a little bit of confrontation. I just don't like I feel dealing so with weird people. <laughs> I am like allergic to conflict. Okay, I can do it when I need to, but I don't enjoy it. Mm, sometimes I'm looking for conflict. I can see that. Speaking but of a not with creepy old trying to get yeah. someone to sell their home as not FSBO. Oh. oh, I like your transition. <laughs> I'm like that's a good transition. I was like the most like. Not heated, but the most like pushback I've ever gotten oh in real gosh. estate is yeah. when someone's selling Fizbo and I'm like, let me tell you how I can help you. So <laughs> let's talk. I, t- I want to talk about before we dive into like what we can do with realtors yeah. with Fizbo. I really want to talk about why you just don't, why as a person you should not be Fizbo. Okay. So first. can I tell a story? Yes. I have a client that I'm working with and mm-hmm. I just feel so bad for them because they had a person who lives near family that wanted to sell land and didn't want to use a realtor. So they decided, let's do a handshake deal. Let's do a handshake deal. This is what we're going to pay for it. We're going to start doing work on the land before we legally own it. So they put a well in. They were started working on the site. They were doing all the things. 
And then the seller at the last minute said, never mind, void, we're not doing this. So they had put so much money into the land. Yeah. And then we're basically- The sellers are genius. They're like, listen, we really needed a well, so we were going to ask if we were going to sell this place. So then the sellers- Now everything's taken care of. So then my buyers, they were like, what do we do? So they just cut their losses and started looking for a new property and found me through through our lead gen. Mm Mm-hmm. And I told them, I was like, you need to get a lawyer and go after this issue. I sent them a lawyer to go to. They are now in the process of fighting this legal battle. And it looks like they are going to get, they're going to end up owning the land. He's going to have to follow through with the sale. Because they're selling, yeah, for specific performance. But then they're like, we're just going to turn around and sell it because at this point, like. We don't want anything to do with that. It's like traumatic. Yeah. It's traumatic. And so now they're in this position of they had to pay all these legal fees. You know, they're just walking away with the land that they were supposed to own in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're going to have to turn around and sell it. And we ended up, we got them, like, they ended up trying to get under contract on a new house that they were in love with. And because of all of this, it ended up falling apart. And it was so heart-wrenching. And I just, like, for the love, use a realtor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) On either side, if you're the seller or the buyer. But going into a transaction without representation you are just setting yourself well, up. Well, it's like, I always say, it's like, would you represent yourself in court in, if you're getting sued for half a million dollars? Mm-hmm. No, you're not going to. You're going to hire someone who knows, is knowledgeable about the process of that, and you're going to hire an attorney, a good one, mm-hmm. and you're going to let them do what they do. Yep. You're not going to try to represent yourself in that case. It's the same thing with the home. It's so expensive. The risk you run... Like, when I think a lot of times people try to be like, well, I'm saving a bunch of money. Well, really, you're not. Because mm-hmm. on average, I think in 2022, on average, for sale by owners sold for like about somewhere between 15 and 20% less yep. than homes listed. Yeah. So realtor fees are 6% on average mm-hmm. yeah. if you pay full commission. So then you have 3% you're paying a buyer's agent, usually, if they're going to bring someone or not, right? right? So forget that. So you have three potentially 3% you're working with. By the time we hire a photographer, a good photographer, so you're not, you know, a for sale by owner with terrible pictures Mm -hmm. and you're taking on all the responsibility and the legality and the forms and all of that kind of stuff and making sure it happens, like you're not saving any money. And so Mm -hmm. even when you break it down that way, it doesn't make sense for people to go for sale by owner. Yeah. Well, and the way that I think about it too is when you're for sale by owner, you're probably not listing your home for as much as you get out of it, right? And so what's going to come with that? You're going to get a lot more offers. And then how do you as a person know what offers better when there's different contingencies? Someone's VA versus FHA. How do you know how to work an escalation clause? Um, how do you know what kind of appraisals come with each thing? How do you know uniquely what is the best deal for you, even though it might not be the highest number? Mm-hmm. And then what if you go with the highest number, not knowing that if it doesn't appraise and you're not going to get jack shit for that? Mm-hmm. There's just so many things that need to fit together mm-hmm. where you just don't have the knowledge. Yeah. Or on the flip side, you get a bunch of like Craigslist calls, right? Because you put it out there or Zillow, whatever. You get random people calling who don't have representation themselves. And you're wasting your time because they're not pre-approved. They're coming to sh- show, like, look at your home. Mm-hmm. You don't know what their intentions are truly mm-hmm. um, with your house. Are they coming to case it? Like, there's so many things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was looking up stuff before this episode, I was you know, looking at different horror stories, essentially about for sale by owner. And I was yeah. like, there's so many out there. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean that they don't 
sell and sometimes it does work out. But even like with family, you know, oh, like you've yeah. had a deal with family for sale by owner that you came in after they had agreed mm -hmm. and you've been helping. And now we're a year into, right? Yeah. Aren't you like a year we're into a it? We're a year into it and it's still not closed. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's really, people just don't understand how important it is to have your own representation mm -hmm. yeah. and making sure that your bases are all covered. Yeah. So um, I'm doing one right now where I'm representing the buyer on a for sale by owner and the sellers have been super great, mm -hmm. um, but they don't know anything about the transaction. They're, they didn't get a lot of showings, even in this hot of a market. And I think part of it was just the way it was listed online, you know, not having professional foot, like photographs or anything like that. And then they're asking me for advice constantly and I'm happy to do it because my people are buying the home. Right. So absolutely, I will give mm -hmm. you my free advice. But they're lucky you are who you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, like I'm not going to take advantage of them. I'm going right. to be yes. upfront and honest with them. But yeah, you're right because certain things they've asked or done, I'm like, man, you, if, if I was not, didn't have the integrity I have, like you would be so taken advantage of. And it is just like, kind of scary i feel for them in a way but i'm like why do you guys not just you know you've done yourself such a disservice plus my people are probably walking in with 50 or 60k in equity yeah. because and they paid over what it was listed at because they wanted to secure it but they're probably still walking in with 50 or 60 grand in equity. i think it was listed at 525. okay my people are paying 540 and there it's probably easily worth yeah. yeah. And so like, if you think about that, like in this market, but I'm not going to tell, like I'm representing my buyers. I'm not going to tell them, no. oh, you're vastly underpriced, you know, right, like right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to do my due diligence for my buyers, but it's just really interesting. And I just feel like there's so many pitfalls people mm -hmm. run into when they do for sale by owner and they just, they don't understand it. Like, I don't know other states, but our state, we have the seller disclosure that needs to be filled out with every deal legally. You know, mm -hmm. there's certain things that have to happen that how would you know if you don't do this for a living? And it's really interesting sometimes too, I feel like when for sale by owners, cause like the people, the sellers on this deal that I'm doing, they're super nice. Like they're not like anti realtors. It's just interesting what some yeah. people get set in their heads. And I don't really know where it comes from sometimes, you it's know, just comes down to the penny for some people, even yeah. though they're really losing more. Right. You know, like I think all these people, I'm like, you could have hired realtors, paid full commission, done all the things and probably walked away with, mm -hmm. Cause I'm still getting paid. I mean, I, I'm still getting paid out of that 540. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you could have walked away probably with another 50 grand easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah. Yeah. Well, and I didn't know. I mean, is it like, I think like the number is like 80% of for sale by owners fall through. Is it's something accurate? about that. Yeah. That's like crazy that. to me. Yeah. Well, think because think about it, think about how many people come in and they're not pre-approved Yep. and for sale by owners don't always know to ask for that. Right. So they like aren't pre-approved. They come in, they are write an offer, however they do it, however they do handshake it. deal. Yeah. And then, um, they can't get pre-approved. So it falls apart. Or the sellers decide they don't want to sell yep. and it falls apart. Now yep. your people put money into it. So they went after them, but on a normal deal, if it fell apart like that, the buyers don't necessarily know yep. to go after them for specific performance. And what if the contract had a bunch of loopholes? So my client didn't even know they had a legal right to yeah. do that. Yeah. I was like, you guys can fight for this. And luckily they did because mm -hmm. I'm like, you put so much money into this. That is one of the most insane stories I've heard. It's so horrible. Yeah. The fact yeah. that they were just willing to cut their losses, like that's the amount. Okay. And I know they shouldn't have, but like, that's the amount of peace I want to have in my life where I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? 
fuck it. <laughs> on yeah. to the next. Like, I wish I had that move on in me. Yes. I kind of respect it. Like, I'm glad they went back and got what was theirs. Yes. But I almost am kind of like. Well, and that was yeah, like, that's, that's a lot of money, too. It's a lot of money, and it's the down payment they need to be able to purchase, mm-hmm. you know? And so. Yeah. Here they are. So. Here they are. Yeah, it's really sad. And a lot of people really do lose a lot in these situations, you know, Um, or like they put in their notice to like be done with a rental. Yeah. And then the home doesn't close and no one's represented. So then what do they do? And now they're stuck scrambling to find a place to live. Like, there's just so There's so much that can go wrong. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever turned a FISBO? Have you ever successfully gotten someone to sell their home through you from an FSBO? Yeah, I, I don't target them for marketing. Right. To be totally honest, because I feel like they're super difficult and I just, it's just not my forte. Like I'd rather work with people who want, who respect what we do as a living and want to work with us. And I'm not saying that's all FISBOs, but I just like, that's just not mine. I know people who like go after FISBOs and do good turning them, but I have had it where in the past where I've represented a buyer and for whatever reason it didn't close. And then they've been like, okay, well, we've decided we'd like to list with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've definitely had that happen, Mm -hmm. but it's not my... It's intention. never been my intention to turn FISBOs because um, a lot of times they're just really set on doing it themselves. And mm-hmm. it's just, I just don't want to battle that, you know, yeah. through a whole transaction. I prove my worth to you the entire yes, time. Yes, I'd rather not. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do know some agents who, who that's what they go for. But like the, these people who, um, I mean, I just happened upon this FISBO. It's not yeah. like. I was looking for they it. They didn't even have a sign they, out yeah, front. Yeah, they didn't have a sign out front. Nope. The nerve. <laughs> I, mean, I can't believe so they would do that. that. You were able to sneak in on it. Though. Oh, me too. Because it doesn't come up on like property searches that we have our clients on. No, it really is. It's pretty much Zillow, huh? Zillow has FSB. Yeah, and you have to specifically look for for sale by owners, right? Like it's not like if you just look at for sale. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look up FISBOs and just for the research, I'm going to call them. like why not why not let me call them figure out like what their bottom line is if I can change it and I'll come back with my research I think that's a great idea and I do think it's helpful after this whole transaction I'm like yeah I really do need to go back at looking at what are for sale by owners for clients that I'm having a hard time finding a home for um but with these guys they had said because I was like well I have clients looking in this neighborhood and um, they were like, okay, great. You know, but they told me they had gotten, I was like, have you had like a lot of action on it? Cause I was trying to just gauge like how quickly my people need to move is essentially mm-hmm. what I was trying to gauge. And they're like, oh, well, we've had a lot of call from realtor calls from realtors, like uh, implying like just to get the listing. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. I was like, but uh, they obviously didn't take up on any of it, right. but they didn't have anyone coming to view it at the time. Right. And it was like, well, I'm glad my people could slide in, but oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So I guess, like, I think it would be great to talk about with the FISBO thing, too, is um, how do we deal with, like, how do you represent a buyer in a FISBO transaction? I have not had to do that yet. I okay. have, yeah, I don't know. With great difficulty. I'm like, this is a learning <laughs> situation for me. I've never had to. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like the one that I'm working on, they are, they have a lawyer on mm-hmm. their side, so mm-hmm. at least they have some sort of representation, yeah. but, like, in the beginning, their lawyer wasn't responding to them. So it took us at least a couple months to finally get everything under contract and squared away. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so tough. And like, then you have to deal with commission too. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you'll see a FISBO that'll say like, we'll pay buyer's agent, like every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. And it's usually somebody who used to be a realtor, which yeah. also kills me. I'm like, why would you not use realtors? But that's a whole other thing. But, right. um, you know, they'll say like they pay a buyer's agent, but if they're not doing that, 
like you have, we have to have a conversation with our clients. Like, Hey, this is, this is a first sale by owner. So we're going to have to add my commission on top of it. Right. Um, you know, I've had some times where we can negotiate it in, but it, this market's tough to try to negotiate it in, yeah. you know, like this one, we did 50, 50 basically between buyer yeah. and seller, but my West side deal that I did last, last year, um, my, that was the one that we talked about with me, my amazing client who was so happy to put my commission on top because mm-hmm. it was a for sale by owner from yeah. a, from someone who used to be a realtor Yeah, and yep. they were not paying commission. Is that so, crazy? Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but it goes back to the whole, um, the whole point of like valuing yourself yes. as your like what you do for a career and yeah. not just being like oh this is so easy i mean because that's what happens and then people get out or they have some bitter experience and then they're like well i'm not paying a realtor this. Nope. i can do it myself right. yep. it's very interesting. So interesting um but yeah but then you have to deal with like all the different things because really you're doing more work yes. if you're representing the buyer than yeah. if you're representing like you know if they have their own representation as a seller because yeah. You've got to make sure you're getting title pulled. They haven't pulled title. I, know. I kind of have a question. So when you yeah. said the, was it you that said the lawyer was representing the, the other person? The mm-hmm. seller. Okay. So was that, was he like acting as like an agent or just like closing and taking care of that? Just side? a lawyer. Like, like he wasn't like acting as an agent. He was just the lawyer. Like, oh. cause it was like a relative buying from another relative that was already like, oh, gotcha. and so it's like an interesting scenario, but yeah, it's just, and real estate attorneys, like they can hire a real estate attorney to drop the paperwork, but that's essentially what they do is the paperwork. Right. They don't, you usually, I can't speak right. for all attorneys, but they don't usually, um, do like get inspection scheduled. Like they don't, they're just back end. <clears throat> yes. They're like just the contract, you know, gotcha. and then it's up to buyer and seller to do, make sure everything's happening, how they need it to happen and whatnot right. throughout the transaction. You have to close, yeah. but then you have to deal with like, is someone following up with the lender? Is mm-hmm. the le- You know, there's just so many facets to it, yeah. but you have to represent your buyer well when you're working with a FISBO, which means you've got to make sure all that stuff's taken care of, even on the seller side of things. And I would say, once again, going back to the commission conversation, make sure you know your standards before you go into it. Because I was a newer agent when I started on this one that I've been working on. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be really easy. Everyone's on the same page. I like, this isn't going to be very much work for me. And I'm a year later. And I agreed to a very small commission on this transaction. So at this point, I've lost money. Like, I know. And it sucks when you put your heart and soul into something and you've been working on it for so long yeah. that you're just tired and then you get your check and you're like, this amount of money wasn't worth the piece that it costs. Yeah. And at this like, point, like my, I'm not going to ask my clients to bring more to the table because this is what we agreed to and they don't necessarily have anything more to bring. And so right. of course I'm going to stay at what we agreed upon. Right. And that's what I told them in the yeah. beginning. Like I can only blame myself for that. But like moving forward, it was a great learning opportunity for me of from like knowing my worth and fighting for it and not assuming that something is going to be easy because it looks pretty on paper. Right. And I, yeah, and that's huge because, and I think we all have to go through those learning experiences to, for it to really hit when we give commission, you know, discount or we're like, Oh, this is going to be easy because I, it is always the ones that ask. They're like, Oh, it's, we already have this figured out. It's going to be so easy. Mm -hmm. We, you know, give a discount are always the most difficult transactions every single time. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't fail. Yeah. If I offer commission up because like I'm trying to get the deal closed mm-hmm. and my clients aren't asking for it and I'm like, you know what? I know we have this appraisal difference or I know this and I'm willing to chip in to get this to closing. Right. It's fine. Yeah. But it's when they ask. It's always difficult. Yeah. Every single time. Mm-hmm. Every Those single are time. always the worst transactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I know. And it's one of those things where, especially as a new realtor, like you're warned about it, but you're so hungry for the listing or hungry mm-hmm. for the sale that you're willing to do it. And then as you get more experience, you're just like, why did I put myself through that? Yeah. But then, you but know, you have to, to learn. as I say, the other side of the sword is you have to do it to learn mm-hmm. a and B like as rough as it was, you learned a lot from it and you still got to say a lot of it yes. Yes. as long as you handled it. So I like no regrets in doing it, especially when you're starting out. I think it's kind of healthy to put yourself through the mm-hmm. ringer a little bit when yeah. it comes to anything. But, um, definitely changes your outlook moving forward <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely you have to like get in the trenches kind of yeah. in the beginning yeah I know I had someone reach out to me the other day and they're like hey like what's your fees and I said I'm always striving for three percent um sometimes it can be a little different if we discuss it and negotiate but I strive for three percent and um then we were talking about one percent listing agents and I've like in the past, just to have my name on a sign, I probably would have been like, okay, maybe, but now I'm like, sorry, I don't do that. But maybe I can point you towards someone that would. And let me tell you the difference between how we handle it. And this is why I don't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's like how I've learned to discuss it and know my worth and know that this is what I bring. If you want to do that, I'd be happy to find you someone, but know the difference. Yeah. I love that. I think that's yeah. such a great way to handle it. It's a great way to handle it. Because I don't want you to it. fail. Like if you need someone like that and I'm not the agent for you, I'm not the agent for you. Like yeah. I'm, if you're a friend or a family member or whoever, like here's someone that is can do what you're looking for, but also this is what you're missing if you're not gonna go with me. Yeah, and then falls in your court. Yeah, you know. Yep, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And it is, and then you're not sacrificing yourself, and hopefully they see the value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, because there is a lot of value yeah. that's brought. So, um, and I think the other thing too with uh, Fizbo's as far as. Um, representing buyers on FISBOs is getting to the closing table because they don't have an agent managing them, making sure they're really moving out, making sure they're really getting the things done. If there's something on inspection, Mm -hmm. like all of that stuff falls on the buyer's agent. Part of me wants to charge more when Mm -hmm. I have to, because you're going to end up doing both sides basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of a, I don't know. It's a tricky situation, but yeah. I'm curious if you call Fizbo's if you can get any insurance. I know this is gonna be kind of fun. I feel like I I'm that kind of person where I just always need like a little bit of like a dopamine rush, and so if I put my, <laughs> but for me, I get it out of putting myself in uncomfortable situations. Just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. just see what happens. Well, if anyone can do it, it's you. I feel like you've yeah. got the right personality. Uh, absolutely. About to call these guys up, <laughs> write my notes down, let y'all know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna expect a report. Absolutely. Expect a report. <laughs> Well, cool. Anything else? We would love to hear any of your yeah. info or anything you guys do with Fizbo. We'd love to share that. Yep. Any of your tips and tricks or share your horror stories with us. Yeah. Like, we have a lot of horror stories. We story. have a lot. We love a good horror story. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be doing some horror story We're episodes. We're going to do some episodes specifically with our mm-hmm. horror stories because we've yeah. all got some good ones to share. Yeah. yeah. So. Some fun ones. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye, yeah. guys. Bye.